This episode is sponsored by Arana Stay, the digital guest guide of the future. Say goodbye to the hassle of traditional welcome packs and say hello to a seamless and unforgettable digital experience for your guests with Arana's fully branded guest experience app. Boost your revenue with powerful features and focus on what you do best, whilst Arana Stay takes care of the rest. Visit aranastay.com to find out more. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Accommodation Show. It's so nice to have you on board. This week, I'm joined by the amazing, the legendary Jen Boyle. Welcome to the show. Hey, Bart. Great to be here. I've been looking forward to this because I've known you for a little while and we have had some conversations and our conversations were inspiring because we both are huge book direct advocates and this week we're going to be talking about all things direct bookings and how to be even more successful than we already are and you are one of those people that just shares their passion or the same passion that i do so i'm so glad to have you on thank you so much for joining us that's great. I know we have, we, we're aligned, aren't we, in our book direct uh, movement? Yeah, look, and I think that what really strikes me is that, you know, there's the whole book direct movement and, you know, everyone should book more direct and that sort of thing. But one thing that strikes me about you is that it's not so much about guest booking direct, it's more about the profitability. It's not about them not booking on an OTA, it's more about the hosts and how they can improve their business and how they can reach out better to their guests and communicate better and create better experiences. So I think we're quite aligned in that way. Would you agree? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's booking direct um, can mean so many different things to people. Um, but when you're, um, when you're driving your own business, instead of you know, waiting for the OTAs just to bring those bookings to, towards you, you're driving your own business, then you can just have so much more success and more communication with the guest. It's a win-win for both the host, the property owner, property manager, as well as the guest. Yeah, 100%. Um, beautiful. So look, for those of you that are listening, today we're going to be talking about direct bookings and how to be successful at it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start us off just by asking you for your background and how you found yourself in this world of direct bookings and being interested in helping out accommodation professionals in this space. Sure. Well, I started, we, we had a property, um, an apartment in France, <clears throat> excuse me, apartment in France. And we, it was just after Airbnb had come out and we thought, let's try it let's let's stick it on airbnb and see what happens um it was in a skiing community it was a lovely little place so one morning we got the photos together and we got it all up online the afternoon i was skiing and my phone was pinging away and i was like oh my goodness this really works this is exciting <laughs> so we had all these bookings come in that day it was 
as if I had a magic wand. And I just went, wow, this is great. So we continued on, you know, didn't even think, uh, didn't understand booking direct. It wasn't in my consciousness. It was OTA all the way. And then um, a couple of properties later, we had a five bed chalet in Austria. And we went into it thinking, oh, we know more than these people who had it before. We'll get it on Airbnb. The bookings are just gonna roll in. It's gonna be a cash cow. This is amazing. You know, um, we got there and what we didn't realize is the market was completely different because every single building in this town was a B&B, a hotel, a villa, a chalet. You know, it was, everybody was renting out. The, we couldn't stand out on Airbnb. Sure. And our bookings, you know, they sort of dried up and it was like, what? You know, we thought we knew what we were doing and it wasn't working. And it wasn't until um, the previous owners had had, um, they had only done Book Direct. They had only done it through word of mouth and in their network. Yes. Oh, right. They had never put it. This is why we came in thinking we knew everything. Mm. I got a phone call one day from a previous guest saying, hey, can we come and stay? We want to book with you. And I was like, uh, well, of course, yes, come back. We'd love that. And the penny dropped that I could be talking to these return guests to get them back to book direct. But what could stop me from actually putting together my own website and starting to put together a brand, bringing in my marketing background, which you know was a bit of an, a, you know, a light bulb moment for me um, to bring in these skills that I had, um, why don't I just start going out and getting our own bookings? Yeah. So that's what started it. We started getting our own bookings. I started contacting previous guests from the previous owners and we created a brand for the property. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And like, I can't wait to get into, to stuck into that and talking about brand and kind of how you did it and, and that journey of, of how you actually become successful at, at, at direct bookings. Um, and a couple of things for everybody to know. Mm -hmm. One thing is that, uh, through this, you now, have had a tremendous success and you've got an awesome event, which is an online event um, that's all about direct bookings. Can you tell us just briefly about, about what that is? Sure. Um, it's the Direct Booking Success Summit um, and it's coming up for its third year. It's happening October the 3rd to the 5th. Um, and you can find out more at um, directbookingsuccesssummit.com. You can sign up to the waitlist there but it is three days of educational talks, live events, prizes, and the best thing is that it's free. What's, what's not to like about it? <laughs> um, and look, and uh, I mean, you've told me about this event and you've said that there's been like massive amounts of people that have, that have attended it, right? That are coming to it. Yeah. Yeah. Last, last year we had about 650 people sign up. And the best thing about it being online virtual is it's worldwide. Yeah. So you can stay in your pajamas. There is no travel needed. <laughs> There's no cost. You know, you just find out what your local time is when the summit's going to be on and you tune in. And the um, presentations are actually pre-recorded, but they drop at a certain time. So you're watching it all together. And the pre uh, presenters, the speakers are there as well. So you can ask questions and interact. 
Uh, last year we had a networking, a live networking event, which was so amazing. And we have prizes and it's just, yeah, it's a real party. Even though it's um, online, online, we try to yeah. still connect through that everybody. screen. Yeah, amazing. And look, I think that's also a testament to, you know, building a brand, you know, getting direct bookings, but also building a, an audience and understanding your demographic and your avatar. So, so well done on that. And the other thing I really want to, to come back to is the hospitality side of things. I think that 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 is a an absolute key to what it is that we do to be hospitable to understand that it's a hospitality business that i mean you know you said a cash cow but when you talk about direct bookings when you talk about the whole lot you know you have to be hospitable and you have a you have a background in hospitality as well yeah um my father is a retired hotel manager so I grew up in hotels my, my whole life. Um, I, my first jobs were in hotels. My first job was actually as a mini bar attendant in one of my dad's hotels. And I worked with the maids and I remember working in the laundry before my shift <laughs> and seeing how hard these people worked and thinking, oh my goodness, this industry is just, it's intensive. And I think if I had started maybe on the front desk, my experience would have been a bit different. Mm -hmm. But because I started behind the scenes doing, going into the rooms, and sometimes it was in the rooms before the maids, and I don't want to tell you any stories about things I found, but it was not, it was not enjoyable, I have to say. So I really got an early appreciation for housekeeping maids, their cleaners, and what they put into the business. I then left hospitality and went into design and marketing. That was more what I wanted to do. I continued to work in hotels and I even worked in a sales and marketing department for one of the hotels as well. Um, and it was a really great experience, but my career sort of then went off into another tangent. So I feel like I've almost come back, you know, 360. Yeah. Yeah. It really does feel like I've come back into it. Because I feel like hospitality is there from just growing up in that world and being surrounded, all our family friends, you know, mm -hmm. they were all in the hospitality and tourism world. I love it. I love it. And it's so important that, that people do understand this because, I mean, we, we, we both have got uh, all this experience, which is so relevant to the work that we do. And, uh, you know, I think that for, from... Alyssa's perspective, everyone needs to know. Everyone needs to know that you are the real deal. You're not just, you haven't just flown in and gone, oh, I'm going to go on some sort of a, a wave of direct bookings, which I don't even think it's a wave. I think I think it's something that's always been there, as, as you well know. Now, let's get into our topic. Now, everybody knows, Jen. Let's, let's start giving some value bombs. What are we doing? So, direct booking strategy. Like, where, let's, let's get back to basics, right? Like, I think that's important that we really help people understand what the core fundamentals are to be successful at booking. So can you help me break that down? Sure. Well, I've got a, um, a framework that I use in my um, direct booking success program. So maybe we can use that. Sure. But it's a four-part um, uh, uh, process, really. And the first one is about aligning your branding and messaging. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know that's something that you're, you know about a lot as well, but it's about building your brand, not Airbnbs or another OTAs. Mm-hmm. It's your brand so that when people stay with you, they remember you, not how they booked. You know, when we're thinking about when people say, oh, I've got an Airbnb or I've stayed at an Airbnb, Airbnb is not the name of the place they stayed in. They booked through that platform, right? Which I know we're all on the same page with that. So we want to build a strong brand so they can say, hey, I've stayed at Rose's Cottage or Jenny's Beach Chalet or whatever it is, but that's where they've stayed. Um, And it's not just uh, a visual. We're not just talking about a logo. A lot of Mm -hmm. people, I think, think branding is, oh, I've got a logo. I've I've drawn one on a piece of paper. I'm fine. It's all your messaging and everything that you put out, the images you use, um, the words you use to describe, but also getting into who your ideal guest is. Finding out, and I don't use the word avatar, I don't use the word persona because it's a real person. Mm. And I don't think that it gives the same effect, you know, if you're using these sort of um, more generic terms. So I want it to be somebody real. I've had clients who've said, you know what, going through this exercise of figuring out who my ideal guest is, I realize it's my sister-in-law, you know, (laughs) or I realize it was, it was, um, John who came to my place, you know, three years ago, that's the person. So it's finding that person, having a picture of them in your mind that you can talk to. And so we're aligning everything together. So it fits together as well as your offer. So if you've got, um, a place that, um, say it, uh, you know, you're always talking about it sleeps for, maybe it's a one bedroom and a sofa bed. And you're always talking about, yeah, it sleeps four, it's brilliant. But you realize that your ideal guest is a couple. Well, stop saying it sleeps four. Mm. You know, look at who that ideal guest is. What do they want? Okay, mm. it's a couple. It, you know, it's a woman who's brought her um, husband away for a romantic weekend. Well, they want something cozy and romantic. So okay. it's aligning everything, all of the above together. That's stage one. Yeah, and it's so interesting. And uh, I, I'm going to ask you about this because we need the 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 the, the consistent messaging, messaging, the consistent photos. We need to make sure that it all is kind of cohesive. If we're just getting started and we've got one property, what, what do we do? I mean, what 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 do you tell people to do in terms of understand, like creating that brand that sort of makes sense? Well, we go, we go into it and we look at, I've actually got a client right now who's having a hard time coming up with their brand. They have three properties on one site and all three properties are so different. Hmm. And we're getting right into it. You know, it, you know, it's like, what is it? What's your USP? What's your u- unique selling point? You know, what is it that people want to come to you for? And for them, we think we're still working on it because it is a hard one. Um, you know, that they're a jumping off point for all the places in that area to see. Mm-hmm. So they're sort of the, the, the gates to, to that area. Yeah. Um, so we're looking at that sort of as a strategy. 
um, for one property, you know, it depends on where you are, what you want. You know, there's not an answer that sort of fits all, but looking at, you know, getting yourself um, the visuals aspect, so a logo and a name, a name that means something, a logo that means something, colors, but also your messaging is how you're getting that across to the guests that are coming. Yeah. And I think that for me, you nailed something which is important, which is the unique selling point or proposition. And it's something that I'm going to relate back to an earlier story that you told about you having the, the place that you're on the OTAs and then not taking direct bookings and you realize that you had a problem you need to create the brand. And the issue that you had there is how do you differentiate yourself in an incredibly crowded market, particularly particularly if everyone's got either you know a pool or if everyone's got access to the same facilities if everyone's got if all your neighbors have got very very similar you can't just go and put in a brand new tv and think that you're going to get more direct bookings it's not the way that it works unless you've gone all in and you're like you know what we're going to build a cinema in here <laughs> and we're going to theme it in a certain ways. Oh, now we're going to theme it. Oh, what is he talking about? Oh, we can theme our properties. Okay, now we have something that we that is unique. And every business owner is going to have their different capabilities, their different skill sets, and their different willingness to invest in this brand. Um, and it might be um, that they're looking to um, create a big brand, or if not, you can be known for something that is unique, which is either unique in the property, or if you're like a property manager, or if you've got multiple properties, you can not be known for your incredible customer service. You mm -hmm. can be known as being the hot sauce guy, in my perspective, like, you know, here, and we always leave hot sauces in all the places that we think, just different little triggers that are gonna create something which is unique. Yeah, it's your service, but also your local knowledge. And yes. that is really how you can stand out and how um, the larger companies, when they focus on local or when smaller companies are local, they can stand out. Sometimes a owner operator, somebody who owns one or two properties in the area has an advantage over a larger company in this because if they're local, they know everybody, they know where to go. So they can give the service to that guest, but that's also how they can stand out. You know, so you have the, you can have a comparison of a hotel in the same area or a small hotel um, where the staff is there and yes, they're knowledgeable, you know, but then you've got um, an owner operator of a vacation rental or short-term rental or a villa and they are um, local and they're putting everything into that. So they've, they've put all their eggs into that basket and they're talking about in their emails before the guest even arrives about things to do, their favorite places to go to. It's all about that guest experience. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, so I think, I think we've given lots of little things for people to think about in terms of setting up an effective brand. And I think a lot of people have already got their brand sorted and they're like, yeah, I've got it. But nevertheless, um, I do encourage you, if you don't have your unique selling points as a business figured out, if you don't have them written down, then you need to write them down. 
And the strategy for this, by the way, and hopefully you're not doing this all in your course, I'm taking away your thunder. <laughs> but what, what I do with my clients is I say, hey, write down as many as you possibly can and then pick your top five because mm -hmm. you can't sell all of them. Just pick your top five or your top seven or your top three and just go, this is what we're really good at. We're, we're really good at cleaning the properties and making sure they're super clean. Um, but also flipping it yeah. so it's what's good for the guest. Correct. You know, what is the guest getting? You know, yes. it, it's not an amenity. I've got a huge TV. Big deal. Mm -hmm. I've, you know, yeah. the next property's got a big TV. What is that giving the guest? Okay, the guest can stay mm -hmm. in on a, on a rainy night and have a movie night. You know, yeah. we leave popcorn or whatever it is that they can curl up by the fire and the and it's what the guest is. That's the USP, not necessarily the the amenity, if you will. The benefits, not the feature. There what you would go. It feel like to come into a spotless place or wake up mm. on brand new. Uh, I don't know how many threads they need to be sheets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Before we get too excited and get get into it, what's uh, what's next in our, on our plan? So step two is building your reputation online. Okay, and this is all about social media. Okay, so it's I've got a, um, a direct booking success content plan that I work with with my clients, and we put together a plan of what to post and where. Okay, and the. The whole idea is I want to get people out of the mindset of social media having to be this daily task. You know, there's plenty of people who are, are successful without even dealing with social media. But if you want social media as part of your marketing strategy, let's get it done, let's get it scheduled, and let's forget about it. So it's not hanging, I, I get so many calls from people are going, I don't know what to post you know, I'm feeling like I have to be posting every day and I just don't know what else to say. Well, coming from it from so that feeling of desperation is never gonna work. You're never gonna come up with your best ideas. Sitting down and writing out these posts and thinking about what you want to accomplish and achieve with them, which is getting some bookings in. Um, it's not growing your followers. It's not, um, you know, uh, I, whatever else it could be. Mm. But it's, you know, we want some, we're doing all of this for the end result, which is getting the bookings in. So yeah. thinking about that process and getting them scheduled. Yeah, love it. And I wanna reverse a little bit into the, mm -hmm. the, the title of that, which you said reputation. So why are we doing social media? We're doing it for reputation so that people trust that what we're saying is what they're going to get mm -hmm. or also for referrals, social proof. People are like, oh, they, they look good, that sort of thing. So when we look at how we communicate externally and social media is just about communicating more than anything else and reaching out to our communities. We want to make sure that when somebody sees our messaging or sees us, that it's congruent with what we're trying to tell them or, or the experience that they're going to have so they can book with confidence. Yes, that's exactly it. And it's following through with all that branding and messaging work we've done in the first stage. 
So it's then putting that into practice in the social social space. You know, making sure that your the name of your accounts is the same as your website is the same as your business. Yeah. You know, using the same profile picture across the platforms. Nobody wants to be surprised or be confused or wonder who this is. We want to keep everything consistent. This particular part is probably one of the weakest parts for most businesses that I consult with or that I've ever stayed in that's a, that's a short-term rental. And when I try to break out of the OTAs to go direct, absolute nightmare. They don't, they have no brand consistency can't find them if you do find them it doesn't make sense there's nothing there to give me faith that when i turn up with my suitcase coming all the way from australia and i'm in a foreign land i'm pretty tired <laughs> pretty tired need a bed that it's gonna work out yeah you know um that it just it just doesn't exist for a lot of businesses and i think the other thing this reputation at both sides right so you've got your positive reputation but all it takes is a few negative reviews going hey i couldn't check in or the owner's not great or whatever then you're just not gonna book yeah that's so true that's so true we're a society that live on reviews now for better or for worse it's a you know it's an airbnb world unfortunately with the reviews so it's building that positive reputation because let's be fa let's face it you know sometimes things go wrong and sometimes there's a review that comes through that maybe isn't the best you know you've tried your hardest it's you know it's it's one in a in a hundred you know but we don't want that to affect our mindset or our business we want to keep going so having that structure and what you're going to be posting and putting out it, it you're not on the back foot mm. you're being proactive yeah, yeah. so uh, on that as well uh, when you're building this build to where your audience is so if they they use facebook more than build it on facebook yes. don't worry about all the different yeah. platforms if they're on instagram build it on instagram yeah because you've known by the time TikTok. you get to this you know who your ideal guest is so where yeah. are they hanging out yeah you know exactly. if they're all on facebook and you're dancing around on tiktok you know it's not going to work is it exactly um, unless you start dancing around and you figure out there are some people there, right? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, cool. What's next on our What's next on our agenda? So the the third stage is increasing your online visibility. Mm -hmm. Okay, and this is sometimes really overlooked. Okay, so we've had your branding and a lot of people will come to me and it's all social media, social media, social media but it can be such a time waste, a time suck really, you know, mm, if you're yeah. um, dealing with it on a daily basis. So getting into your online visibility, okay? So we're talking about SEO, we're talking about blogging, um, which I know you're such a fan, and <laughs> we're talking about email marketing, which I find is so underutilized. 
And that can really be the, where you find some gold in your property is in that email list. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so SEO um, content. I'm going to mm -hmm. say content rather than blog posts. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then and then we have have email. Now, uh, in my experience, most uh, most of the time we don't have enough time to focus on these things, and particularly is it's very very difficult. So email is measurable, which is great. Mm -hmm. Right, you can see the impact of the yeah. email quite often like you know but a long tail you know if we're emailing for a year we, we might not know exactly which email was that triggered but over time people will start to filter through and book because they but you can see open rates and things like that with seo we can measure we can all right well we're ranking higher for this particular keyword but that could take three months and then who knows really whether it was exactly because of the efforts that we put in or google changes algorithms it's a bit harder when we're not professionals and spending all our time looking at it. In terms of this part here, if we're gonna get super practical, if you'll be super honest to go, all right, what's what's the order of doing things in? What are the parts, what are the low hanging fruits for us? The low hanging fruit is the email. Yeah. You know, it's it's your it's your return guests. It's contacting those who have stayed before. And a lot of people who uh, come to me and when their bookings have sort of dried up and they're like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, uh, do you have an email list? Uh, sort of. Uh, well, when was the last time you emailed them? Uh, I think I emailed them at Christmas. You know, it's like, okay, well, they've forgotten about you. That's where you need to go. Um, I'm, I'm racking my brain to think of the conversion rate right now, but it's something, it's like, is it 1.6 or 3.6? I can't remember what it is, but it, it sounds really low, your conversion rate on email. But you, a rule of thumb is that if you're sending out an email, you should be getting a, a booking off the back of it. Yeah. Okay. If that email list is full of your ideal guest, of people who've stayed before, of new people, whoever it is, you should be getting a booking off of it if you're doing it properly. And I'm not talking about sending a sales email. I'm not talking about sending them, you know, um, all the information about um, your, your offers. You know, it's about sending them information about the area. You know, sending them snippets of your blog posts, of your content on your mm -hmm. website, so that you can tell them about the area and things to do and what is in it for them, rather than book, I need a booking, please. Yeah, the ones that I, I really th think resonate well is sharing stories. And by mm -hmm. sharing stories, if we can get stories from our guests, and we can get stories from our guests by asking them for those stories, by having a picture um, or, or having um, some, some cues for them to say, hey, tag us on Instagram when you post a picture uh, and we'll repost it for you. And then you can, and then generally when they're, tagging you then i'll leave some words then you've got a bit of a story you can tell that story it's a really nice way to engage with with your audience and share other people's experiences so then they go oh i like that i like that flavor i i, I see myself in that oh, i want that experience i want it i want a little bit of that so the 
the storytelling is super great and, and and that's kind of one way to do it is to use your guests but you can also um share your stories as well hey you'll never believe what we've been up to um we stayed at the properties we went to here we went to there we got coffees and this and that um, and you can divide them up so there's a bit of a strategy around that but there's lots of things that you can send to people that if we can't make it super valuable because we're giving you know well, best fishing spots are like, cool yeah i'm not going there for a year maybe if they're interested in fishing that's mm -hmm. okay but when we don't have that we can at least make them feel good and feel something great out of out of the the emails that we're sending them yeah i you know people who sit on an email list for you know a year or two and they're saying well i haven't emailed them you know and i'm like okay well let's email them and say hi and say thank you for staying you know yes i have an email just be human about it don't turn into that used car salesman you know it's be be human and just say hi i really thank you for your booking here's some things that are coming up if you'd love to we'd love to have you back again you know i am not a great believer in giving discounts um the only people that I would get a dis give a discount to are those who are returning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, look, encouraging through discounts is is is, is an awful way to, to to do things. It's a race um, to the bottom, isn't it? You can just keep discounting and discounting. I think I think doing offers is reasonable though. Mm -hmm. You know, like a couple of nights stay, an additional night for free. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah. Free this, like different additions and that sort of thing. But I think that the discount itself, we don't remember the discount once we've had it, received it. Yeah. So, you know, you know, I think we do remember an extra night stay. Yeah. Know, what we are do. we doing that extra night? All right, cool. And then the last part. Of, so, and the other two parts. If you're listening, watching, and you're like, oh, why didn't you cover off the other two parts? Because you can go and buy it from Jen. All right, what's the last part? <laughs> the last part is creating and following your plan. Okay. okay. <laughs> gotcha. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's taking everything that you've put together, the branding, the messaging, the social media, the SEO, the blogging, the email marketing, okay? Figuring out, I am a real believer that your life is important, you know, and you need to figure out the marketing that fits in with your life. There could be months, you know, there could be a month coming up that you've got a family wedding, a funeral, you know, a big event or something, and marketing takes a back seat. Well, if you're being consistent all the rest of those months, it's going to be okay to take your foot off the gas a bit. So it's creating that plan going forward so that you've got all these areas covered. And you might say, look, I don't want to deal with social media. Fine, take it out of the plan. But what are you going to put in its place? What are you going to concentrate on? So that is sort of what we're doing here. And, and tracking your progress, looking at your stats, looking at what's working well. Um, every quarter sitting down and saying okay what has worked what has what in my marketing has brought in the bookings i'm going to do more of that what hasn't worked okay can i tweak that and make it work or should i just put it by the side i absolutely love it 
uh, and uh, not expecting it as well. You did send me some notes earlier on, but I didn't read them, so <laughs> you, caught me, you caught me by surprise. Right? No, I mean that in a good way because it's one of those ones where, I mean, it's obvious, right? Do, do what we t- what we're saying, right? Is is, is effective what it is, mm. and uh, you know, it takes a while to create habits, so. I think yeah. it's like 30 days or 60 days or someone's come up with some sort of a number. And then once you've created the habit, then you can start to follow that habit, which mm-hmm. is part of this plan, right? So what am I going to be doing on a regular basis? What is part of the plan? Yeah. So when we're breaking down a plan and, you know, make a plan and follow it, when you say make a plan, like on a practical sense, what's, what's I know you said, oh, you, oh we're going to do social media posts. Are we talking about a daily plan, a weekly plan? And don't say all of the above. That's, that's, I'm not, that's not okay. I want something so that people can go, all right, I'm making a plan. What, what do they do? Do it on a monthly basis, a monthly plan, okay? And of course, you are going to break it down into weeks and days as you're looking at that month. But look at the month of a, as a whole, okay? Yep. So you can plan out when you'll send your emails, hopefully once a month, even better, twice a month if you can. Um, where you can send those emails, where you can create that those bigger forms of content, those blog posts that you can cut up and use. Um, when are you going to sit down and actually schedule those social posts? And when do you need to sit down and um, create all those social posts? So yeah. figuring it out. But the reason why I've called this my whole brand direct booking success is that there are so many ways that success um so many ways that success means what am i trying to say success means different things in different to different people okay it doesn't all mean that um i want to be on a beach sipping margaritas while i have a you know a 1500 property portfolio that other people manage that could be a success for somebody it could be success for somebody with you know one or two properties could be that they have a consistent stream of direct Um, uh, bookings coming through and not having to rely on the OTAs as much you know it depends on your situation your life what does that success look like to you yeah well the uh, the the interesting thing with that one there is a lot of people that I talk to nowadays I'm just like the success for me and what I kind of say it's it's financial right like Mm. yes making people feel good and all the other things that are very important. But if you're not making money from doing this stuff, stop doing it. Yeah. Stop doing it. (laughs) It's very, very straightforward. You're in business to make money. Do it if it's making you money. If it's not making you money, get it out the door, get rid of it and start doing something else. And sometimes it takes time for these things to convert and make money and all that kind of stuff. And I think that you're right. Success can be quantified in so many different ways. Um, But the linchpin of it all, if you're not making money or if it's not going to make you money or you're not going to save money from the OTAs because you're better off just going and picking up 20 properties. Don't pick up mm-hmm. the 20 properties. Don't do the booking thing I have as part of your strategy, but the, the dollar is what counts. That's my that's my version of it. Yeah, right? no, we're, we're all, <laughs> the bottom line is we all have to make money. It's called work, right? Yes. It's not called um, fun, you know? We can have fun while we work, but it is called work. You know, remember the seven dwarfs, they whistled why they worked, right? They were coal miners. 
You know, they were they were mining that gold. Not a fun job, but they made it fun. Okay, you don't have to if you want direct bookings. You don't have to love marketing. You know, it's just that it's something that needs to be done. You need marketing to help drive your direct bookings. So success to you might be. I've got a plan. I can follow it. I don't have to think about it on a daily basis. It gets done, you know, or it saves me time, whatever. Those could be great big successes. But yes, the bottom line is money is coming through. Love it. Um, and this is why I see us working together in the future with my clients, um, helping them uh, with those book direct strategies and figuring some of this out in terms of what their means are, whilst we're building awesome websites for your clients and all that kind of stuff. So we are a bit of a match made in heaven. We um, are, we are. <laughs> Don't tell your girlfriend. Oh, gosh, <laughs> me. Um, look, thank you so much for coming on to the show and taking your time to, to talk about, uh, I guess it's a topic that we love, um, but it's, it's really valuable. I know that, uh, for example, people that uh, I want everyone to know that you got up earlier today to get onto the podcast, to recall with me. So it does take some work and effort for us to get together and to do this. Yeah, I'm As starting my you. day and you're ending your day. I'm so, ending yeah. my day, ready yeah. for bed. Um, uh, if people want to learn more or engage with you, what is the best next step? I would love to invite um, you to come and uh, book a free call with me, a free 15 minute call. You can head to my website, directbookingsuccess.com slash call. I'm sure Bart will put that in the show notes as well. Um, and it's a free 15 minute call and I am fine to gift that time um, so that we can get to know each other and I can help you. We can look at your marketing, your business, find out what's working, what's not, and help you pinpoint those those areas that need attention for growth. And if you tell Jen that you've come from the accommodation show, I'm sure she'll give you an extra five, 10 or 15 minutes on our behalf. So, <laughs> well, maybe uh, two and a half, you know, we'll maybe see. Maybe two and a half, but do <laughs> let her know that you've come from the show. Um, Definitely. Folks, uh, thank you so much for watching and for listening. Make sure that you like and give us a subscribe. It means the world to us and it means that we can continue providing this amazing content to you. Please leave us a review if you're listening on any of the podcasts that enable that. Uh, we're looking for as many reviews as we can possibly get. Hit that subscribe button. Thank you so much. Once again, Jen, I appreciate you so much and I'm looking forward to doing more things with you in the future. Oh, so am I. Thanks, Bart, for having me on. Take care.